All right. Uh, what do we have in the weird news this morning? It's uh, animal rescuers in New Jersey helping police tranquilize an escaped bison. Bison got out of uh, wherever they were keeping this thing, and massive, 2,500 pounds, got loose from a nearby farm and headed to a nearby neighborhood. <laughs> Look out the back window. Honey, did you see a bison go through our backyard? <laughs> uh, the bison tranquilized and delivered safely back home, wherever he was supposed to be held. Uh, it's all about location, I guess. Uh, weird news today, a tiny house in wealthy Boston. There's sort of this wealthy suburb of Boston. And this tiny house sold for $315,000. When you hear the size of the house, you're going to be shocked. So for $315,000 in this uh, very nice location in Boston, you get roughly 200, uh, 250 square feet. <laughs> 250 square feet? Wow. $315,000. Uh, which was, by the way was more than 100 k less than the asking price. So they were asking over 415 for it. They finally sold it at 315 The house built in 1970 is described as, quote-unquote, an adorable tiny studio home. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> 250 square feet for $315,000. Better be a pretty nice neighborhood. That's all I'm saying. Some Tennessee neighbors are celebrating the birthday of a four-legged hero. This is an interesting story. Residents of a Brentwood neighborhood outside of Nashville gathered for Gus, the Labrador's second birthday. This comes after Gus ran through his electric fence to chase down a suspected burglar back in September. Gus was shot in the head above his eye by the suspect but survived and now the neighbors are cheering another year of life for the hero dog as he turns two. Wow, this dog is something. He was a protector from the get-go, evidently, and he's hanging in there. They don't say what kind of limitations he might have after he was shot in the head. That's an unbelievable story. There are three new members of the National Toy Hall of Fame, the National Museum of Play in uh, Rochester, New York, announced American Girl Dolls. Also, the board game Risk and Sand. <laughs> yeah, Sand. All inducted on Thursday. The toys were among 12 finalists, which also included Cabbage Patch uh, Kids, along with Battleship and Billiards. Boy, Battleship and Billiards. How can they not be in yet? But evidently, they're not. American Girl Dolls was created in 1986. Definitely swept the country. Risk was first published in the U.S. in uh, 1959. And the museum argued Sand, quote-unquote, may be the most universal and oldest toy in the world. Yeah, maybe it is. When you think about every sandbox that every kid has played in in all time, plus the sand castles, etc. Yeah, lots of uses for sand when you're playing. <laughs> And uh, some weird news this morning. A Nigerian man recently got into some hot water when he tried to sell himself <laughs> for close to $50,000. Well, close to, so you had, like, listen to the story. 
uh, Alayu Na Idris. He walking around his hometown carrying a cardboard sign that read, This Man for Sale. And listed as asking price. So then, so then I'm picturing, I know it's a different currency, I'm sure, in Nigeria, but I'm picturing $49,995, you know, when they say close to 50000 Anyway, 26-year-old works as a tailor, but he lives in poverty. Was willing to sell himself. It's unclear what ownership of him would entail, so... He didn't really provide details on that on his cardboard sign. But it uh, doesn't matter because he didn't get any buyers. He he says he entertained a few offers, though, from people, but no sale. His money-making stunt went viral, eventually got the attention of the local Islamic authorities known as Hizbah, and they said it's against Islamic law to sell yourself, so they apprehended him and held him overnight, where they apparently spoke to him and provided some counseling. That's that's good. Perhaps what they need to provide is a way for this guy to make some more money. <laughs> because he's obviously tired of being in poverty. He needs uh, some hope in his life. Wow. A little training for a different job, maybe, you know. Not a lot of room for tailors anymore in this world where all the clothes are just basically, you know, Fit to uh, wear when you buy them and, of course, throw them away when you're done. It's a throwaway society when it comes to clothes anymore. Here's a, a really scary story for guys in general. A uh, Dutch man's unit rotted off after he got bitten by a cobra while sitting on the toilet. We get these stories once in a while on the show about the the venomous snake or some sort of snake coming up through the sewer. Well, this 47-year-old victim suffered scrotal, scrotal necrosis in what the uh, medical journals are calling urology case reports calling the first case of snouted cobra envenomation of the genitals. He had to wait three hours before he was flown by helicopter to the nearest trauma center before he received multiple doses of a nonspecific snake venom anti-serum, and broad-spectrum antibiotics. Well, despite their efforts, evidently there was some reconstruction needed in the nether regions. Oh, my goodness. Wow. And a 39-year-old naked man was rescued Friday after being trapped inside the walls of the historic Landmark Theater in Syracuse, New York, for several days. Theater workers heard the man calling for help at around 7.30 in the morning on Friday morning. Firefighters were able to drill through several layers of drywall to rescue this streaker, who is believed to have entered the theater two or three days before his rescue, Mike Intaglalia. I'm sure I got that right. Uh, Executive director of the theater told the Syracuse.com, that employees had spotted the man wandering around the theater earlier in the week before they lost track of him, believing that he had left, obviously not, stripped down and slithered in somehow, and now he was stuck between the walls. Several days he's in between these walls at the theater. And finally, a very honest patron recently returned a book to the Montclair, New Jersey Library. It had been due... In 1978, the paperback copy of Paddington Abroad was accompanied by a note that read, My apologies for the late return. 
I guess it's better late than not returning it at all. A librarian wrote on Instagram, good thing we're fine free. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the compounding interest on that fine could have been pretty high. Uh, let's talk some weird news this morning. What do you have there? Yeah, seems to be uh, seems to be a good raft of it. I don't know if you had any of these yesterday. We'll find out. This seems like a pretty good uh, a pretty good uh, job here, Dan. If you're driving high powered muscle cars, you like that? Oh, I like muscle cars. Yeah, Dodge might have a perfect job for you. The automaker announced it's uh, filling a new position called uh, Chief Donut Maker. <laughs> it uh, okay. pays a hundred hundred and fifty grand a year. Comes with a great perk, your own Dodge Challenger SRT Hellcat with up to uh, 717 horsepower. Wow. Whoever gets the job will act as brand ambassador for Dodge and drive the Hellcat to races, car shows, and other events. <laughs> a chief donut maker business card will be provided. Uh-huh. Uh, more information about the job will be available in January. Mm-hmm. I wonder, you must be bringing donuts, I assume, or... <laughs> No. We're making them once you get there. I think you're burning donuts. Ah, chief donut maker. You're right. Yeah. I'm a little slow on the uptake. <laughs> you're just hoping for donuts to go with your coffee this morning, I think. You're just, your, your mind is just on that uh, sweet side. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. true. Uh huh. They're banned right now. Ah, uh, yeah, they should be for you. <laughs> This is unusual bear behavior, in case you didn't know this. Melanie Porter lives in uh, British Columbia. She's outside her house, out on her front porch, smoking a cigarette. And uh, Melanie Porter uh, saw something kind of walking up to her, and then she realized it was a bear. The incident happened on Thursday. Porter said once she realized it was a bear, she decided to just sit still. And that's when the bear wandered up to her, sniffed and licked her hand. (laughs) (laughs) The bear eventually backed off. Porter rushed inside the house. British Columbia believed to be the home of one quarter of the entire population of black bears in Canada. Holy cow. Bear said, eh, you don't taste that good. Then he backed away. Well, she knew how to speak to bears you know she would have known he was saying uh, you got another one of those gritters no. <laughs> he, was, he was looking for a small oh that was the language sniff and lick <laughs> hey how about a little smoke for a buddy right i that see would've... okay yeah that makes yeah. a lot of sense now might have had a beret on i don't know <laughs> yeah one of those bear toughs <laughs> Uh, two runners are being credited with helping another finish the New York City Marathon on Sunday. 39-year-old Queens native Jamel Melville hit the wall and collapsed just a few feet before the finish line. So oh, 26, you know, 0.1 miles. Didn't quite make it. Yeah. Melville says he's looking forward to speaking to the runners who helped him. Yale University psychology student Melville says we haven't seen the last of him. And he's looking forward to uh, running in next year's marathon. Uh, maybe delirious after the race, Dan. He said, yeah. you haven't seen the last of me. You got to tell him, Dano. <laughs> Soil and green is people. Uh, yeah. It's people. <laughs> I don't think that's what he was saying, but yeah. Per- 
That's the way I imagine it. Oh, okay. In your own mind? <laughs> uh-huh. And um, how do you feel about the elf on a shelf? We were just talking about uh, Christmas decorations and getting ready for the holidays, etc. You okay elf with on elf, elf on the shelf? Yeah. Oh, elf on a shelf is cool, yeah. Okay. Well, Georgia, They're mischievous. They're mischievous, Dan. A Georgia judge issued a tongue-in-cheek order banning the recent Christmas tradition from his county. Cobb County Superior Court Judge Robert Leonard tweeted the text in an ordering in an order banishing Elf on a Shelf due to it posing quote unquote a risk to the emotional health and well being of Cobb's young children. So <laughs> for his own children's safety, he says we need to ban Elf on a Shelf here in my county. He continued inexplicably, elves sometimes move and don't move overnight. When these elves do not move, it leaves our children of tender years in states of extreme emotional distress. <laughs> he also added that his order is a gift to tired parents and explained that families that love their elves can feel free to keep them. Well, yeah, you can't so, ban the elf on a shelf. The elf on a shelf has, is a mischievous little guy. He's got his own. He's not going to be banned. <laughs> In certain households, it sounds like he might be. Mackie, let's talk weird news. What do you have? All right. A lobster man in Maine made what's called uh, the catch of a lifetime this past weekend when a cotton candy colored lobster wandered into his trap. The odds of catching such a rare lobster are one in 100 million. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, some odds. That's fairly rare, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> one in a hundred million it doesn't uh it doesn't have to worry about ending up on anyone's dinner plate however because it was caught uh by a man who works uh, for the direct consumer seafood company get main lobster oh. bill coppersmith says he's named the uh, lobster hattie in honor of his granddaughter okay and contacted his boss whose uh, company will work with the local marine organization and aquariums to give it a safe home <laughs> so people can uh. come uh See the lobster, uh, the uh, candy, cotton candy colored lobster. What a strange deal, huh? Yeah. One in a hundred million, the odds of being that color. Right. You know, when he's a kid, he's going, how come I got to be this cotton candy color? <laughs> but now. Now he's a superstar. Living in a tank, you know, <laughs> while his buddies head off to the uh, mm -hmm. the dinner plate. Right. <laughs> This was quite a high-speed chase. Uh, doesn't sound too exciting, really. Someone stole a street sweeper and led police in Richmond, Indiana, on a slow chase on Sunday. <laughs> a street sweeper, and you decide to take it for a joyride. Right. Police say they uh, call. They got a call early on Sunday morning about someone driving the piece of heavy machinery recklessly. They soon identified the driver as 54-year-old Sammy Allen, who was reportedly swerving at people like he was trying to hit them and driving through residential yards. It was, so he took, he took it across country. It was reported that uh, Allen also struck other vehicles, though officers did not locate any damaged vehicles. Well, if he struck the vehicle with a street sweeper, you think there was some damage. Officers later found the street sweeper was stolen from a construction company doing construction on the Sim Hodgins uh, Highway or Parkway in Richmond. 
Police added Allen had uh, led officers on a pursuit of 10 to 15 miles an hour for just over an hour as he drove through the city. I guess pretty tough to get the thing stopped. The pursuit ended when Allen went into the river Ooh, in, in a street sweeper near uh, uh, near Veterans Memorial Park. He was taken to a local hospital, injuries to his arm and face. Police say they will request multiple charges, including vehicle theft, resisting law enforcement, and reckless driving. Did he think the thing was going to float? <laughs> yeah, and if, you wonder how fast it's going in, you know. Yeah, really. He hits first the river gets, uh, at 10 miles an hour. That's pretty fast. First gets the shoes wet and then slowly up to the ankles. and <laughs> <laughs> you, know what this, along there. Yeah. you know what this thing needs to really clean the streets is more water. I think I'll just drive it right into the river and pick it up. Well, there you up. go, yeah. yeah it must clean have been the bottom it. Of- Sweep the bottom of the river up a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see what we have here. No. Here we go. Uh, you don't see this uh, every day in the city. Spanish National Police say eight camels and one llama escaped from the circus in Spain huh. were found wandering the streets of Madrid on Tuesday. Uh, officers rounded them up, returned them to the circus, the Grand Circo Quiros uh, said the animals escaped after an act of sabotage by animal rights activists. Ah. And uh, none of the animals were injured, thankfully. Yeah. Well, if you're going to, you know, you maybe want to think the uh, breakout through. You know, you think the camels are ready to live on the streets of Madrid? You know, are they yeah, pretty well, pretty well trained for that? Are ready they, to go, yeah. Or have they been with the circus their entire lives? Yeah, I think I'll become a get camel fed every day. Camel cab, yeah, that's what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. <laughs> what do you mean you want to ride me? <laughs> uh, yeah, that almost started out like some sort of a walk into a bar joke. Eight camels and a llama. It really did, yeah. I yeah. should have worked up something, you know. Yeah. Could have maybe I could have worked Katie the kangaroo in there somehow. I'm sure you could have. Some monkey tufts since it's <laughs> Europe. <laughs> uh seems like a strange place to rob. Two men have been charged with breaking into six schools in the Canyons School District since April. This is in Utah. Police believe they got uh, into many of the schools by scaling the buildings and entering through the roof, sometimes rappelling down inside. It's like it's Mission Impossible or something. Yeah. Accused of stealing Chromebooks, a laptop, megaphones, a 3D printer, a smaller item like like candy, (laughs) uh, teacher nameplates they stole, the chairs, the chairs decorated as unicorns. Odd stuff. Jacob Trapp, age uh, 18, and Reese Jones, 19, were charged with 17 crimes each last week after they got caught. Just uh, rappelling into the school and snatching up things like candy out of the teacher's desk. You know how I think they caught them? I think how they got to the bottom of this, Dan. How did they do that? They went to the uh, phys ed teacher and said, who was the best rope climber in your class? (laughs) Yeah. It probably did have something to do with it. <laughs> Which one of these kids is enrolled in ROTC? Yeah. Uh, it's time for Never the liked the rope climb, Dan. <laughs> it wasn't your favorite? Yeah. yeah well, all the, you know, 
all the uh, guys who weighed uh, 50 pounds could go right up the rope. I was never that great at it either. I don't know. I was pulling, I was pulling quite a bit more weight. Too much rope burn. (laughs) Uh, What do we have going as far as uh, weird news goes this morning? All right. Well, this is one of those, um, how's it going stories? Great. (laughs) Here we go. This woman was pretty bold. A 70 year old Minneapolis woman allegedly threatened a state trooper with a fake gun made out of duct tape and tinfoil. Oh before climbing onto a bridge over the interstate with a bottle of tequila in tow. The police report says state troopers started following Jean Hansen's vehicle Saturday, November the 6th. She was spotted driving erratically. Hansen stopped in a closed traffic area, exited her vehicle, and approached the trooper's squad car. Oh, my goodness. She, she told the allegedly told the trooper, hey, officer, I'm trying to find my way out of here. <laughs> The uh, <laughs> officer knew there was an active warrant for Hanson's address, asked her to sit in the squad car. She refused, tried to get back in her vehicle, and the trooper tried to pull her out of the car. That's when Hanson grabbed something that looked like a gun, oh boy. tin foil and duct tape, and uh, he retreated to his car, just in case it was real, I guess. Hanson then sped away. Her car was later found nearby. She was found hanging on a fence on the Pascal Street Bridge over I-94, <laughs> drinking from a <laughs> bottle of tequila, grabbing her silver gun-shaped object in her waistband. Uh-huh. Authorities eventually got her off the bridge. Uh, Hanson allegedly showed signs of impairment. Allegedly? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Admitted to taking six... Uh, diazepam pills, which she has a prescription for, and also drinking tequila. She was uh, was committed earlier this year. Acquitted, I'm sorry. or No, committed as a mentally ill person earlier this year following an assault charge. Uh, so she's in more trouble. Wow. And, uh, some of the things the uh, boys and girls in blue run into are just unbelievable. <laughs> Hanging from an I-94 overpass or bridge with a, with a, uh, tinfoil gun in her waistband and a bottle of booze in the other hand? Yeah, bottle of vodka, yeah. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) This is quite the gal. (laughs) How's it going? A prison inmate upset with his cellmate's toilet habits facing additional charges for attacking him over his pungent flatulence. This 33-year-old <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Callen, he's a sex offender who is serving time in the Monroe County Detention Center in Key West in Florida. He beat up his 57-year-old cellmate because, quote-unquote, he farts too much, stinking up the cell, and fails to give a courtesy flush when on the toilet. Ah, the victim, who got beat up here, says he was cleaning the toilet when Callum came up from behind him, started punching him. He was left with two missing teeth, a broken rib, bruises to his face. Callan was charged with aggravated battery by an inmate and will not be allowed near the cellmate. Good idea. Maybe yeah. that's the only way he figured he could get out of that cell with the stench was to beat him up and get moved. I don't know, but... You're dealing with people who aren't exactly, uh, uh, they were on the naughty list with Santa, if you know what I mean. 
So boy, I'll say. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the they don't get in these cells together by accident. Although I would uh, take away there might be there's nothing wrong with the courtesy flush, you know, in a in a small room. <laughs> well, yeah, you got to feel for the guy, I suppose. <laughs> no, don't feel for him at all. <laughs> well, here's uh, one way to uh, deal with a difficult situation, and keep in mind this is a a prim and proper Brit, an anonymous man from the UK, uh, took to Reddit recently to share a photo of the handwritten note that he claimed to have written for his wife's lover. Oh. Along with a caption saying, came home to my partner in bed with someone else. Mm. Pretty sure I struck the right tone. That's his, and then, then, then the note says, hey, just wanted to let you know that you're sleeping with someone who's married and we're not in an open relationship, so you shouldn't really be doing the dirty with her. I appreciate things can get lonely, so don't mind you popping over for a brew temporarily whilst I'm out. But in the future, could you give me a heads up so I can move my car for you, please? Cheers, number 86. Oh, man. <laughs> the post got 600 comments, and one of them saying, the British is strong in this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the stiff upper lip deal. Right. Uh, next time, give me the heads up so I can move my car. Right. Yeah. Uh huh. Instead of come over again, I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 O'Reilly. When you need auto parts, O'ReillyAuto.com is just a few clicks away. We offer convenient options for you to get your parts quickly. Order online and pick up for free at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. We'll even bring it out curbside. Or you can have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most orders over $35. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, oh, oh.